0: Hi, I'm Edwin, and I'm Andrew. Sound
1: the battle cry.
0: Two men. 15
1: minutes. Eternal Impact. Welcome to Text Talk. Stand firm, everyone. Hello, Andrew. Hey there, Edwin.
0: Are you ready to talk a little bit more about Hebrews? I am ready, as long as it is today. Coming judgment, warning. This is a chapter full of warning. You know, we love the chapters mm-hmm. that are, that. I mean, you, you brought this up earlier about our songs. We love the chapters. We love the songs that are just about how great it is. And there's a lot of them. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of good stuff about being a child of God. Yeah. But we need to remember these warnings because yeah. if we don't heed the warnings, we lose... The, the promises of what is good and what is pleasant and what is wonderful.
1: You know, I, I look at this uh, Psalm 95 that the Hebrew writer quotes from, and of course he's writing a sermon off of a psalm. I guess this is a good example of a way to preach a psalm. But verse 11 says, So I swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest. And, uh, you know, making the comment we don't have a lot of songs that end with that kind of warning. But it seems like you could build one off of this because lots of words would end with rest, or, you know, rhyme with rest. Okay,
0: are you thinking <laughs> of some? best. (laughs) It is not best to miss the rest. It is not best to miss the rest. Yeah. This is a test. Don't miss the rest. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, come up with some more. Well, I'm sure we'll get emails about it now. We need life with zest.
1: (laughs) Or you'll miss the rest. Or
0: you'll miss the rest. Yeah. Don't miss the
1: rest. Yeah. Don't miss the rest. How about
0: you go ahead and read some of the rest? Yeah.
1: So we're going to read the rest uh, verses 12 through... 15, I guess we'll do that, because we want to focus on today and how we don't miss the rest today, or what we can do today so that we don't miss the rest. Yeah, go for it. Great. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end, while it is said today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Don't harden your hearts
0: as in the rebellion. As we pointed out throughout this week, don't repeat the sins of your fathers, uh the Hebrew author brings that back. That's where the the quote in the psalm begins. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. He comes back to that. and he's saying, guys, this is important. Today. Yeah. We, to, today is what we've got. You can't worry about yesterday. Correct. It's done. Today is what you've got. So today, do not let your heart get hardened.
1: Mm-hmm. And because of the end, right? If you do, those are the ones he swore they shall not enter my rest. Yeah. So we have today. We have today to get our heart right, keep our heart right, that we might know the rest of God.
0: What fascinates me is there's a lot on the line in this chapter. the The Hebrew author is clearly scared that his that the, the folks that he's taught that folks that have listened uh, that the folks that have served the Lord and turned to him are going to turn away. In fact, it's it's kind of like right here in the middle of what we have is the third chapter. He's finally expressing very clearly, here's why I'm writing. Yeah. I am writing because I am concerned. Don't don't let this happen. There's I guess back in chapter 2, he had talked about the not not drifting away, but here just very clearly, beware unbelief, beware being hardened, beware turning away from the Lord. And when he gets all that out there, think of all the tools that he could have said, we need to marshal. Here's some things that you need to bring along around you and beside you and in you. And here's all the things you need to do to make sure that you do not let the lies of sin turn you away to make sure that you do not turn to unbelief. But right here in this context, there is one tool that he brings up. Mm -hmm. There's one exhortation that he gives that he says, this is what you need to do to make sure that no one among you drifts off into unbelief. Can you see the tool that he has here?
1: Yeah, I think it's in verse 13 when he says, exhort one another daily while it's called today. Yeah. One another. One another is the tool. The brothers and sisters in Christ have a work and responsibility to exhort each other today. So he says, if you want to
0: avoid unbelief, Mm -hmm. if you want to avoid the lies of sin hardening your heart, Mm -hmm. if you want to avoid that, what you need is to exhort one another. You need to be involved in this, reciprocal relationship of challenge of provoking of of encouraging of rebuking of reproving of exhorting of admonishing you know across the gambit of those terms that we could use whether we see them as more positive or more negative it's about the fact that if we're going to make it we need one another
1: yeah and we need that um word i guess from one another So this is one of those great verses to look at and say that uh, Christianity is not about isolation. We aren't lone ranger Christians, Mm -mm. you know, blazing our own trail and either dictating to God what it means to be a Christian or dictating to other people uh, that that we are part of a community, that we're part of a church. Mm -hmm. This takes us back to earlier in the chapter when he talks about the idea of a a house of God, Mm. and Jesus, of course, is head over that house. Yeah. Uh, we're a part of it. We're a part of that family. We're a part of that household. I think this is a big struggle for us today. I mean, there are
0: books, re- and I'm talking about culturally. culturally. I, don- I don't just sure. mean in our congregation or for you and me, though, because of our culture, it's becoming a problem more for our congregation, congregations I've been involved yeah. in. Yeah. And and that is is that we are in an increasingly individualistic, atomistic mm-hmm. uh culture that says that really you're supposed to leave me alone i get to go do my own thing and so so like there are books that have been written in fact decades ago now bowling alone Mm -hmm. you know these these documenting how in america the involvement uh, or the just the concept of being involved with other people is becoming less and less and less and less.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And even in churches, I think we see that as I, as I listen to folks in churches of all sizes that are talking about how there used to be this interaction that doesn't happen as much anymore, whether you're talking about potlucks or studies or, or just things that we're, where folks would interact with one another, yeah. that it's just not happening as much as it used to, because we are m- mirroring the culture, not, not th- sinfully, though sometimes that's happening as well, but
1: just kind of this mindset of individualism. I'm on my own. I guess one of the things that, if you know, if we want to be about rectifying that, it's got to start with me. You know, I need to open up my house and have some hospitality. Somebody has to be an organizer. Yeah. I will say that, you know, growing up, and and I sense some of those, those changes too, but in some of the churches where I grew up, there were different ones, different ladies, you know, that made sure these potlucks were happening and things like that. And then they go on their to to their reward. Well, who stepped into that role? Mm -hmm. Who's doing those things now? You know, and maybe it's maybe it's to your point. Maybe just as a society, we don't place a value on them. Um, Maybe maybe it's not just the uh, the individualizing in the society, but I you know I've got a book about the juvenileizing Mm. of the society. Okay, you know that there's just a, a lack of maturity for people to step up and say, you know what. Now I am in the role of an organizer. Now I am in the role of leadership. We're all sitting around waiting for somebody else to do it. Somebody else does it, we'll be there, maybe, probably. Mm -hmm. But we don't ever think, well, I could be the one to do that.
0: Some of this, though, I even want to take beyond just the idea. of. First of all, recognize he doesn't say exhort one another weekly. Well, that's not
1: what the psalm says. Yeah, it doesn't say exhort one (laughs) another
0: weekly. It's daily. So we're talking about daily interaction. But th- this goes beyond the worship services and the classes of a congregation. But I will yeah. say it also goes beyond the events where somebody has arranged an, a special event of a potluck or a, a weekly study. It's, it's about us ha- being in life together with one another. And, and I don't mean that in kind of that cliched, Hey, we're living life together. I, I mean, think fact- we do life together at or do else. life together. Yeah. yeah. Get your cliches, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, Oh yeah. I, I go golf with these people. So I'm doing life together. No, no. But it is the idea of, I mean, we working with one another. Yeah. So, you know, It's a great thing to be working, to go work someplace because, hey, you know what? Christians work here. Yeah. It's a great thing to, I I want my kids in this school because Christians are in this school. It's a great thing to to say, I'm going to be in this neighborhood because Christians live in this neighborhood, making those kinds of choices where we are interacting with one another. Because the fact is, just as I can put on my good, holy, spiritual face at the worship assembly of the church, I can also do that at a potluck. Sure. That happens every three months. Yeah, but man, you you live in my neighborhood, and you see me out cutting my grass, and yeah. you see how I act. or not, or we're involved in, or not cutting my grass. <laughs> yeah, uh, you you see, you know, we're involved in some of the same community organizations, right. and we we see how that works. We our our kids are on the same baseball team yeah, together, doing sports together, you, doing you start scouts to together, see, stuff like that. Here's how I live. Yeah. Now, what we have to do in all of those places is give one another permission to, when you see me stepping out of line, I need you to exhort me. When when you see me drifting into hardness, you see me dris- drifting into unbelief, I need to give you permission to call me on that, to exhort me, to admonish, to, re- we're going to get to later in Hebrews, provoke
1: one another yeah. to love and good deeds. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's your favorite verse. Well, it's one of. We'll talk about it when we get there. That's for sure. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate what you're saying there. Um, this whole business about the, the deceitfulness of sin and the unbelieving heart creeping in. Um, you know, it, it, it's not, that's not a weekly thing. Right, that's not a weekly thing. It it happens slowly, and it can happen imperceptibly. We've we've got to be bit day by day. Yeah, and that's the guard against it is today.
0: The guard against it is today. Hey, you know what? That's another thing here. I like the way he says. How 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 long are we supposed to do this? How long are we supposed to be exhorting one another? How long are we supposed to be having these reciprocal relationships? So long as it's called today. So long as it's today. Yeah. Yeah, well, only on days that end in Y. That's how we say that. That's exactly right. As long, as
1: long as we can call it today, we need to be doing this. So one of the well, other things—oh, go ahead. Well, I was That's- just going to say, and and so in that respect, you know, we talked about I have a need for today, um, you know, to receive from other people. But then I also have a need to be, uh, I guess, vigilant in this way for other people, about myself and for others. It, it's a reciprocal today.
0: relationship I need to give permission to people to reprove, rebuke, exhort, to admonish, Mm -hmm. to encourage. I need to give them that permission, and I need to be in relationships where I have that permission. Now, yes, we need to consider it needs to be done in love. You know, we're not talking about relationships where we're, you know— kicking each other all the time, right. wagging our fingers in one another's faces and micromanaging each other's lives, but we do need to be able to exhort one another. We do need to be able to say, hey, I'm concerned about this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know, I, here's some things I'm hearing from you. Here's some things I'm seeing. Hey, what's going on here? Can we talk about that? Now, here's one of the things that also grabs my attention. In the Psalm, it's today, if you hear his voice... Right. Do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Right. As the seven. Hebrew author is commenting on that, it's not hear his voice. It's hear one another's voices. Mm. Exhort one another. Yeah, in yeah. other words, God will use us. God is, I, I don't mean this in the he's inspiring us or he's giving us miraculous messages. Right. It's just the fact that when when my speech and my exhortation is governed by the word of God, people are hearing his voice. How do we hear the voice of God? as our brothers and sisters are bringing the word of
1: God to us. Yeah, and I think that goes back to the house that God built earlier in the chapter. He does have a church here for his work and for his purposes. He's working through us. I heard a a great phrase one time, you know, that that God works when we work. Yes, he does. That's exactly right. (laughs) And so here is God's Voice, if you will, accommodatively, mm-hmm. but coming through his people, coming through his church, to bless and help and minister to his people, his church.
0: I also another mantra that I picked up uh, years ago. Uh, this this is actually came from recovery communities, but I love this, and I think we're seeing it here. When we win, I win. Mm. And if I'm just going to try to win on my own and isolate, it's not going to happen. But when I'm involved in reciprocal relationships that that are involved in each other's lives, where yeah. we can see each other where we live and encourage one another. When we win, I win. Mm-hmm. And
1: mm-hmm. Uh, God wins
0: Yeah, if we stick with him.
1: We're so glad that you joined us for Text Talk today. Uh, maybe the homework is to send a text or make a call to someone that's on your heart as you've been listening yeah. to give them a good word and an encouraging word. Uh, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Text Talk at ChristiansMeetHere.org. And uh, Emma, why don't you lead us in a prayer? Thank you very much, Lord God, for
0: us being able to learn from the mistakes of others. I, I hate that they sinned, but Lord, help us in watching that and hearing about it and reading about it to avoid sin ourselves. Do not allow us, please, to repeat the sins of our fathers. But I especially pray that you would be with us, with Andrew, with me, with our brethren here at Livingston, with your people throughout Florida, throughout the United States, throughout the world, that we would develop strong relationships, relationships in which we encourage and exhort one another and hold one another accountable that we that we call out as those who are drifting away from the shoreline, that they can hear our voice and they can come back to the shore They can come back to your son. Lord, I pray that we will not have an evil and unbelieving heart, that we will not be hardened by the the lies of sin, but that we will hear your word, that we will share your word, and that we will grow because of it. Lord God, thank you for letting us be your people. We love you so much. Thank you for loving us first. Through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today.